0: From Trimble Construction, you're listening to The Connected Construction Show, where we connect you to the contractors, owners, designers, engineers, and construction professionals who are finding better ways to work. And now, here's your host, Matt Sprague. Hello and welcome everybody to The Connected Construction Show. My name is Matt Sprague and I am your host, Today, I am joined by Bill Mandera. He's the CEO of Mancini Duffy out of uh, New York City. Bill, welcome to the show. Hello there. Thanks for having me. We are um, excited to, to be back. Uh, this is our first show since our little fall hiatus that we took. Uh, and uh, so you are our first guest slash guinea pig on maybe our, our I maybe you consider this our next season of the connected construction show, so um we're happy to have you and oh, I'm quite uh, honored thank you all right so let's let's dive into a little bit of 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 you know y- your firm and, and some of the challenges that it's that it's had so you know there's been like kind of this double whammy that's <laughs> been out there in terms of higher higher interest rates um combined with lower demand for office space so how how has that essentially been affecting uh your firm and and how how you operate or and or or what your strategy is
1: you know it's affected it's it's affected us and thankfully it hasn't affected us the one of the things we've done to insulate us insulate ourselves against that and this was something that Christian and I wanted to do years ago was truly diversify our practice um back to two thousand and nine again. Pardon me, the firm where I work did a lot of corporate interiors for financial clients. So, as you can imagine, uh, one day we all came into work and it was like, wow, there's a lot less people here and there's a lot less work. So, one of the things that we've actively done and purposely done is diversify our practice to include other sectors such as life sciences and labs, healthcare, education, multifamily residential. Industrial work, hospitality, hotels—you uh, name it—and really in a, in a again in a purpose-driven way of, of doing that. So, by way of example, we acquired a firm about a year and a half ago that did healthcare and multifamily, and that's been spectacular for us. We brought in another healthcare expert to bolster that, and and because we 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 have so many different genres, I guess you would say, of of architecture of our practice, it helps us. But I will tell you that the the demand for office is an issue, especially in New York City, where one of the things we find ourselves doing now a lot of is is looking at how to convert office buildings to residential. Um, and in some cases it works quite well, in some cases it doesn't, but in pretty much all of those cases there's a fairly hefty investment required by the developer. To switch that asset over, and I think that while New York City talks a great game about wanting to wanting to have more housing product out there and housing inventory, which is which is obviously necessary, they really do need to somehow start to financially incentivize this for developers to really make it happen. Because um, the easiest of buildings to convert still requires a, a fair capital investment to make it happen. Because in a lot of cases, the the floor plates are either too wide or too deep, and you need to kind of lop off a, a portion of that. Now you can add to that up top, and you can, you can keep that at floor area, and you can add to the top of the building, and you can remaneuver it. But these are all, you know, not inexpensive propositions. And for us as architects and people in the real estate in- industry, it's great because they're projects, and they're, they're cool projects, and they're fun projects, and, and hopefully they're financially rewarding projects as well for everybody. And if we really want to get these off, I think that the city needs to start to come up with some sort of financial motivation. But you know, the the, the big thing, like you said, is is the the, the lower de- demand for office combined with the higher interest rates is tough. And I think that until I mean, we've been saying people returning to the office for you know over three years now, and it still hasn't happened. So I think that that horse may be out of the barn, so to speak. So I don't know that people are ever going to. So I think that there does need to be a concerted effort on the powers that be, so to speak, to figure out the right financial um, gratification or motivation for people to make these projects happen.
0: That's interesting. So just playing it back to you and whatnot, I heard kind of the first thing was uh, either Through expanding within your own talent within within the organization, or through acquisition, you went through uh, diversification of markets. Uh, so not just relying on 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 office space type of uh, of work, you kind of expand expanded that, and then obviously the the need for for higher resident or not higher but more residential space within the city um, is driving your business moving forward.
1: Agreed. Agreed. All of that. Um, Like I said, I'm not saying we're, nobody's immune to it, but we've been insulated a bit by our diversification of practice. And, and there is opportunity for a lot of these projects, but I, I will temper that to say that all of these office buildings are not going to, <laughs> converted to residential, it's just not going to happen. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's people far, far smarter than me in the financial community to know how these, these, these financial models work in these buildings. And it's not, it's not going to happen for all of them. There's a lot of them that could, but it's not going to be for all of them. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with these higher interest rates and with the ability to get capital and with without the demand for people to go into the office.
0: Yeah, and I mean, is it like a kind of like a pendulum and whatnot? So like, COVID hit, obviously the pendulum swung towards no one's in the office. Uh, yep. to now it 's swinging swinging back is it ever in your opinion is it ever going to go back to the way it was
1: i don 't know and and you know I have kind of an unpopular opinion on this quite frankly because i 've sat in a lot of focus groups and whatnot where people talk about what 's going to get people back to the office? is it amenities? is it creating different things with the office and 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 I think yes, all of that certainly will help, but I kind of think that until people don't have the option to not go to the office, people aren't going to go to the office until, until enough people say, and and I'm not suggesting they do this. I don't know what the right answer is, but if, if every company in a particular area, if every financial company said you're all coming, we, 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 we demand you all to be in the office five days a week, then people don't have an option to move to other places and people will come back to the office. Now, is that I'm not am I I'm not necessarily saying that's what should happen because there is a certain amount of flexibility that's that, that's wonderful and that people have discovered and and it's great and there are people that can be very productive from home I per- personally am not I come to the office at least four days a week because me sitting at home by myself is not my highest and best use I mean my dog loves it but that's about it I um I need to be here as a resource for people and approachable for people and, and here to help and be of service to people. That's a big part of my job. And you can't do that from home and particularly in a creative industry or a collaborative industry like architecture, like what we do, it, it, it suffers. Our particular policy is three days in the office and two days of flexibility, which works works for a lot of people.
0: So let's, um, Let's start to kind of uh, get into the technology side of things, so um, talk to me about the different um, technology that 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 you're leveraging or the things that you kind of see as the as the future, uh, especially for your firm and making yourself stand out in the market uh, to 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 others and how how technology is playing a role in that
1: Fair sure thing so I and mean, we invested heavily in technology when we bought the firm. We had a few folks over here that were. Really, really smart, and really knew a lot of things, and we invested heavily and in let them take the means for things. And we had a lot of start and stops, a lot of things that we tried didn't work, things that did work. And the result of that, what we have now is our own proprietary technology. It's called the tool belt. It's ostensibly an inter- interface between Rabbit and, and and it affects our entire process. Where our entire design process right now is done either in VR or AR or digitally. We we do not do or build our models in Revit and then flatten them out and put them on PDFs and give you four options and you can choose from I like option A, but I really like this thing from option B. And then two weeks later we come back and we combine it and it's like, well, I don't really you know, I really would if we have that. And then before you know it, a month has gone by. We don't do that. We we immerse our clients in the process. Um we either come to they either come to our office and do it or we have a we have a um, we call it a two player version that can be done over uh, in a platform such as this where we will walk through the model live and we will say rather than say I, you can say hey i like this but it could be over there and you can scroll through different options and you can move things around and at the end of that session whether it be an hour two hours or whatever it may be at the end of that session we've made real decisions and we can now take those decisions right. that are already in our model, clean them up and go. Right. So we can do what uh, another firm can do, what does in two to three weeks, we can do it in th- two to three hours, quite frankly. Um, right. And this is, again, this is our own proprietary software processes that, that has led us to this. And it's been great for us. It's a real difference maker for us.
0: Yeah, we, um, I've heard, uh, it was a customer of ours um, that leveraged um, augmented reality um Mm -hmm. i want to say i want to say their um the their architect you know rented a massive warehouse empty warehouse and um this was for a hospital uh and it was a great uh great use case for uh augmented reality that they were able to um walk around obviously in in so not like just view it They actually walked around Mm -hmm. to what the, the, and it was a one particular floor within a hospital and, um, they invited, uh, nurses, doctors, custodial staff, a bunch of people to, to view it. And it was, um, a, a major thing. And I can't remember the exact numbers, right? But it was the nurses and they were like, the ice machine is where? And it was like, and then they were able to say like, we're going to have, and they actually mapped it out. And it was like on a, on a daily basis, like they're like, we're going to have to walk like five miles every single day. I might be exaggerating, but like, it was just as something as, as maybe from, from people who aren't in the industry is innocuous as the placement of an ice machine. Uh, in into how how this thing is designed made a massive impact for the people that it's actually being built for, so it was a it's a it's a really cool use of that technology
1: so we're we're doing just that
0: and we're
1: actually doing it in the space in the proposed space we're bringing people in the proposed space that they've leased um, we have some we do a lot of restaurants and to your point, we will sometimes bring the chef in and they can Virtually walk around the kitchen and, and exactly what you're saying, say the shelf is too high. I can't see the line cook or, 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 or things like that. Things that as, as an architect or designer, you know, I make some killer food in my house, but I don't know how to perfect, how a professionally, you know, I, I'm not a professional cook. Um. They're bringing them into that process exactly like you're describing, and even better, like to your point, what we're doing now is we're bringing them into the actual space in a r and letting them experience that is', is completely invaluable because there is nothing worse than at the end of a project having a client disappointed with what the result is because it's not what they understood it to be, whether that is a you know whether it is that's because they did not understand a drawing, whether it was because a rendering. Fibbed a little bit to make it a beautiful picture. Um, all of that is a failure, and on on everybody's part, quite frankly. So avoiding that with having the honesty up front of just
0: immersing yourself in the model and in the space is
1: is 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 is, is amazing for us.
0: How how well does I guess this might be a, a not a two part question, but two separate two separate questions. Um, how well. Do the so 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 the actual um, owners or developers that you're working with um, accept the idea of of looking at the 3D models? Same question. How do the contractors accept uh, the use of the 3D models?
1: Owners, client. Let's just let's just use the overarching client term. They love it. They absolutely love it because. They're experiencing what it is. It's a different process and they can understand it. And it's it's, it's from a, 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 a large variety of client types, right? You know, developers are a little bit different because they do. This is what they do. And they a lot of times come from backgrounds where oh, yeah. they can read a set of plans and they can read a set of drawings, but they still like it. But a lot of our clients don't do this every day. They didn't, you know, they didn't spend five years getting beaten over the head with a stick in architectural school and know how to do this. So it's new to them. And this is a process they know how to do. Most people, you know, most people have at some point they either played a video game or they've watched their kids play a video game or something. And they understand that experience of walking through, whether it's, you know, a shooting game or something or, or, you know, or or whatever, they understand that experience of walking through a world on a screen. Um, and that's that's what we're doing so they 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 embrace it hundred percent they love it, they really do uh, I would tell you that beyond the fact that they like it, it's actually kind of fun. what we're doing is important um but it does we it doesn't always have to be um not fun I mean, there's no reason you know we're doing this for a long period of time. it should be fun, so that that's something I like about it as far as contractors, you know. They like being brought in on it too, because what we do is we we require our consultants to also be in three D and, and BIM. And when we import their models into our models, if there's if there's a duct in the wrong way, if there's a sprinkler line where uh, a beam is, it, you're not doing an elaborate layover in software. You're literally looking up and being like, "Oh crap, that does that can't be there." Let's move it. Um, so there's really not a lot of hiding, which is great. You know, you, you, it keeps everybody honest and and it avoids things down the road. I will tell you that ultimately what we'd love to do, and we're working towards this, is, again, we build these elaborate models and then what do we do? We flatten them out into drawings and we give them to the contractor and they certainly they look at them on their iPad or something like that now and they're not necessarily rolling out drawings, but we're still – kind of doing the same thing that the architect and my grandfather did in, you know, the sixties and seventies. So our goal is to start delivering that model to contractors and whether it's through projection mapping or other means, start to build these things like that. That's that that's where we want to be. And there's a lot of a lot of folks in the construction industry that are very receptive to this.
0: It's awesome. I mean it's I feel like it's it's taken a long time to get this get there get here mm-hmm. right uh, and it's it's um you know bim's been around for it seems ages it's it i i do feel like we're past a tipping point right it, like it, it is becoming or it has become a standard it still irks me when i see paper drawings because it's like i know that didn't start as a flat 2d
1: <laughs> i'll tell you there's a pile of drawings sitting out there that I have to go and, and sign and take my, you know, my, my seal for the state of New Jersey and, and and put it on there and go to a building department. Yeah. It's not, it's not my favorite. Um I'll tell you, yeah. Listen, BIM is a hundred percent the standard. It's been the standard. Yep. People coming out of school don't even learn AutoCAD. I mean, I still know how to use AutoCAD and once in a blue moon, if somebody needs a detail, I'll, I'll be like, Hey, export that out to AutoCAD and I'll, 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 I'll send that back to you. But yeah, it's it's just that's also because I'm I'm old at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, we got a, a few minutes left. I'd love to um, give you the opportunity to maybe uh, highlight uh, a, a particular project that you uh, have worked on or one that you are working on that that, that is exciting uh, to you and your firm.
1: Sure. So, you know, the most exciting project of my career, quite frankly, is it's wrapping up right now. It's TSX Broadway. It is 1568 Broadway. It is across from the TKTS booth. The project, we've been working on a project for six or seven years. Um, and it's really been a heck of a journey. What we did was we, we, we demolished the old double tree Hotel that was there. We took the Palace Theater. And I, this is the royal we, I mean, it's us along with, a lot of other consultants and nobody could do a project like this you know with one firm but we, we raised the palace theater 30 feet in the air we, we dug out sub cellars between it we built a new hotel on it um we, we built a new hotel 47 story hotel above it created some of the most amazing retail space out onto times square there's a stage that goes out to times square there's massive led screens the whole building is the whole building is literally just full of technology when you walk you walk through you see the entire tower i I could go on for hours and hours about it but it's an amazing project um the team that worked on it is there it's amazing right now they're all coming back as the project ends back into the fold into our firm and i I was joking it's like reacclimating people to society after being on their project so long but it's it's really a spectacular project the most amazing thing i've ever had the privilege of working on in my career and. Um, the other night, my wife and I went out to dinner in the city and we're, we're in a cab and she goes, Hey, look, that, that, that thing that when you wake up at 4:30 in the night, like in in a cold sweat, worrying about it's there, it's done. (laughs) Holy crap. It is done. Look at that. It's, uh, it's amazing. So that, that, that is, uh, yeah, it'd be hard. I've worked on, I've been very fortunate to work on a lot of really cool projects and a lot of amazing, with a lot of amazing people, but, um. That one right now is 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 uh, obviously kind <laughs> of to the top of top of thought
0: that's amazing i'll have to come uh, my family and i are are trying to create uh, an impromptu trip down to New York City to go check out um uh hades town before uh person who plays Orpheus is leaving i think in three weeks um i i've seen it my wife's seen it my son is dying to hear this guy live and whatnot so anyway right. we're gonna we're gonna try to make a trip down in the next two or three weeks i'll have to check out the uh, t s x broadway so.
1: it's 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 amazing um yeah I, again i am not doing it justice in a in in a three and a half minute description but it's 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 an amazing
0: amazing building awesome. Well, Bill, thank you very much uh, for your time today. Uh, as I, I we, when we chatted before this, I said this, this conversation goes by like a blink of an eye, uh, it right goes on. by very quickly, but I've really enjoyed listening to you and, and hearing your story and, and talking about the challenges that are, that, that you're experiencing and, and, and how you've turned those challenges into, into opportunities and the use of technology in the industry and AR and VR it has been. Awesome. A a lot of great information here. Thank you uh, so much for for joining us today.
1: Uh, It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much.
0: And uh, for everybody listening, watching, uh, thank you very much. And until next time, stay connected. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Construction Show. For more information, visit us at connectedconstructionshow.com.